Texas Sports Station. All right, Wolf, we decided to tell you this time when we have a guest. Not like when we had your brother on earlier in the show and just had him on the line. No warning. He just jumped in. This time, we gave you some some heads up that Paul Calvisi is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Polly, what's up? It's okay to hate the Rams, gentlemen. I mean, let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> it's okay to hate the Rams and hate Sean McVay and 10-1 against the Cardinals. You know, I mean, you look at the NFC West. Thanks for asking. You look at the Seahawks and, you know, now that they uh, are coming off the last place finish, uh, you know, most of our disdain is reserved for the 12s, I would say. The 49ers, I think we just all feel sorry for the 49ers because they messed up the quarterback position in epic fashion and they whiffed on Trey Lance and they gave up the three first-round picks. <laughs> And they're playing in a stadium with zero personality and home field advantage, <laughs> uh, homogenized, just, uh, you know. But the Rams, I think we should save, you know, all of our disdain for the L.A. Rams. And there are so many reasons why. Maybe we'll break those down as we go along. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Paul, I love it, man. Right How about that? Right there, based on Come on. Indeed, we're talking to Paul Littlefoot Calvisi. <laughs> Don't be so on nice the, on the Wolf and Luke show. Here on the <laughs> Wolf and Luke show, Polly, uh, when you think of this game, though, when you, where do you start, Paul? I mean, where do you start? There's a lot of stuff that's out there, Paul. There's a lot of stuff. Where do you begin? Offensive line. Yeah. And you know what? The Cardinals' O-line has the advantage over the Rams' O-line. And, and I don't know the last time we could say that. No Andrew Whitworth or minus their starting center, Brian Allen, because injury. The right guard last week broke his ankle. He's done for the season. It is a makeshift offensive line while the Cardinals got back Justin Pugh. Huge, huge deal last week. Uh, Rodney Hudson played a lot better, especially in that second half. I thought the O-line came together. The O-line showed an edge. I mean, yeah. I, can I tell you a little story? story yeah. Uh, yeah how about this how about dj humphreys you know the one play he left right and wolf i think you're aware of this story as well he left that one that one play and uh let's just say that some of the raiders defensive linemen were yelling at kyler that you better hope he comes back and dj humphreys weighed off the trainers and went back in yeah and and i tell you from what i can tell cliff kingsbury sandbagged all of us when he said he texted chandler jones that you're going to get chipped the entirety of that game and guess what i'm apologizing in advance because that didn't happen i mean dj humphreys held his own and then some and then with daryl williams some of those chip blocks so if that's a precursor as to what they're able to do maybe just maybe to some degree against aaron donald because look at aaron donald and how he was neutralized in the week four win a year ago when they ran it everybody now 40 times for 216 yards and then in the rematch match. Aaron Donald had 14 quarterback pressures in that week 14 game. So obviously, I think it comes down to offensive line. Advantage Cardinals, and for the Rams right now, it looks like a liability to me. Talking to Paul Calvisi, Polly, we played the clip from Kyler Murray earlier this week saying he's not thinking about last year's three meetings with the Rams, especially the playoff game. Uh, do you believe that? Do you think it's just Kyler? Do you think the whole team has put that behind them? He has no time to worry about that because he's too worried about Aaron Donald and 99. <laughs> but once again, the good news is right guard isn't the liability it was last year, okay? It's it's not the liability that was left guard in week one against Chris Jones. So, because yep. what I saw against the Raiders, guys, was a comfortable and confident Kyler Murray, especially in that second half in overtime. Someone who said, okay, they have a couple of premier pass rushers, but you know what? I do have time in this pocket. And what did Cliff Kingsbury say repeatedly? What he really liked was the decision-making, that Kyler Murray, when to take off, that, okay, you know, keep the eyes down 
downfield, but I don't have to keep one eye on Chris Jones or one eye on Aaron Donald. I can keep my eyes downfield. So if, if that is the case on Sunday, then I do expect Kyler to pick up where he left off against the Raiders. You know, typically, Basin Onions, when you talk to a sideline guy, the only thing you care about is the Gatorade and whether or not the Gatorade is any good down there. But, Polly, I do want to get your opinion. By the way, Luke, if yeah. Wolf busts out, what, a, what was it, the Pentagon of Plays? He busted out last oh, night in the Big the, Red Rage. The Hexagon. <laughs> whatever, the, the Octagon, the Rhombus, whatever. I just, I'm out. If he breaks, my weekend starts the moment Wolf busts that out. <laughs> Too late. It started at 10.05. Yeah, right, right, oh, no. Exactly. No. Okay, so, Polly, talk to us about the Rams offense. What are you seeing from the Rams offense and what are you thinking? Stinking diabolical Sean McVay with all the sweeps <laughs> and the jet motions and he's trying to mess with your eyes. We know all that and he's trying to see if you have a sound defense or not, which might be the key to the game based on how the Cardinals looked in week one, how they looked in the first half of last week against the Raiders. I talked to one veteran member of the Cardinals defense this week and I just said, hey, if you guys have some of that communication issue stuff like you did against the Chiefs in the first half against the Raiders, that's really going to get exploited against Sean McVay and this Rams offense, right? He said, if we have those communication issues again like we did in week one, we won't beat Chandler High. (laughs) That's what he told me. So you better make sure you're sound. And what they do, and they're great at this, and a number of guys told me that this week, that McVay is an expert at the matchup game. What he's trying to do is trying to devise, okay, you know what? Where are you on defense? What is your personnel? Because you know what? I'm going to get my number three receiver into the slot against your middle linebacker, which happened a number of times the last couple of years when Jordan Hicks was out there, and all of a sudden, he's in the slot. And Matthew Stafford and or Jared Goff would victimize the Cardinals with that. And that's where McVay is really, really good, the matchup game. He knows your defense. He knows your personnel. He knows how to get his guys that ideal matchup. And then you see the arm talent with the Matthew Stafford, and that's what really killed the Cardinals. Remember that Week 14 game a year ago, the Cardinals gave up as many big players chunk throws as they had all season long in that single game against the Rams. Talking to Paul Calvisi, uh, Polly, Isaiah Simmons, where are you with, with how... Uh, I don't even know what to say about last week. Do you think he's going to play more this week? Is there more to it than, than it just he ended up getting sapped because he didn't play well against the Chiefs? That's a great question. Uh, I didn't see last week coming. All I know was I'm standing on the sideline and I was about five feet from Isaiah Simmons. And you realized, okay, he's basically in a third down passing situation package until the overtime where he got some more snaps. But remember Vance Joseph two weeks ago, what he told the media about Isaiah Simmons, quote, he was drafted to cover the tight end. But when Darren Waller has a touchdown against Zeke Turner, you know, it's frustrating, is it not? And suffice it to say, I think Isaiah Simmons is definitely frustrated. The question is, is it motivating? Is he going to go ahead and address some of those concerns that Cliff Kingsbury cited this week when he said, you know what, he's giving us whiplash. So it's not just the splash plays and, you know, the outstanding big plays. He's got to be consistent from play to play. And Vance Joseph has to trust him when it comes to assignment and alignment and and making sure he's not the guy who gets victimized by the opposing quarterback in some of the matchup games. I mean, you can put him on the tight end and he does have the athleticism to cover, but if he isn't lined up correctly with his leverage, then the offense knows that, and instead of having help over the top against a Travis Kelsey, guess what? He was to the wrong side at times, and then Kelsey all of a sudden was in space, and boom, he had eight grabs for over 100 yards receiving. We're talking to Paul Rusty Cage Calvisi here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Um, listen, Paulie, do you think Byron Murphy is going to shadow or ghost Cooper Cup? <laughs> 
They say that because Cooper Cup is moved all over the place, that it might be too exhausting for a Byron Murphy. But Pat P used to do it in his prime, and Byron Murphy wants the assignment. He said it multiple times this week. He wants to be that guy. Now, is that the evolution of Byron Murphy? Is that the guy who has truly improved from last year to this year, according to Vance Joseph? Is that a guy in a contract year? who wants to be paid like a true number one corner, who can travel with the other team's number one receiver. I think it'll be a mix. The problem is when they put Cooper Cup in the backfield, Wolf, right, as we've seen. Yeah. I mean, nobody moves their personnel around like Sean McVay. Even Devontae Annis played inside and out last week, but not like Cooper Cup. He's always in motion. He's got a motor like Max Crosby. It just never stops. They line him up in the backfield, and so I think it's certain. I think most of the game you will see Murph uh, on Cooper because after that, Allen Robinson hasn't been nearly the factor. Right. And, and minus OBJ, we know what they looked like in week four a year ago, minus OBJ. And uh, guess what? The Cardinals were able to contain Cooper Cup. He had only five grabs, which was a season low. He rams it in! Rams it in! Touchdown, <laughs> Malcolm Brown! Touchdown, L.A.! Rams it in! Dead Paul! Rams no. it in! That's the cue. When we say week four, 40 grabs for 260, 40 rushes for 216 yards rushing by the Cardinals over five yards of carry, that's how they did it. And you know what? For everything that the Rams are and the defending Super Bowl champions, they're not exactly Ram tough as a team. Aaron Donald? We'll give them Aaron Donald. But the rest of that team? Mm, are they really? I think you can out-physical the Rams. And the Cardinals did it in week four last year in their own building. Yes. Paul, I hope you're nowhere near Isaiah Simmons on the sidelines this week, unless you're playing inside <laughs> linebacker too. Hey, he, he has an edge this week. We'll see if he takes. He definitely took it out on his old teammate Hunter Renfro in overtime. Put it that way. So if he continues to bring that. And by the way, Luke, don't buy the whole headphone thing. Wolf and his new headphones, and he didn't have to expand them. It's sort of like the guy who goes, the guy who goes in and buys the Nikes, but he has to get the wide shoe. You know, the wide Nike. That's what Wolf did. He ordered the wide fat face version of those of those those. Foot the full into former fullback he version of the headphones. He was very proud of himself yeah. for putting the headphones on yeah. without even having to Look, adjust them at all when, yesterday. When when you take off the headphones after Polly has been wearing it, they fit over a five gallon jug. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, thank you, Thanks, bro. Paul. Appreciate you. Once again, I'm busy, and it's Sierra Nevada time. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's t- actually almost time for the hexagon of victory again. <laughs>